Welcome to the Conscious Mental Health Podcast for mental health professionals who are always learning. The Conscious Mental Health Podcast is a series of diverse educational resources for mental health professionals sponsored by the Academy of Integrative Mental Health. The Academy expands knowledge to professionals in the mental health community and beyond using a conscious, experiential, and evidence-based format. Our mission is to deliver comprehensive health and wellness to all by empowering personal and professional growth and confidence. We believe continuing education is an essential aspect of mental health care that is ever evolving and changing, just like the communities we serve. The CMH podcast is part of our efforts to increase access to modern experiential knowledge across all stages of a clinician's career. We share engaging conversations with skilled therapists, multidisciplinary experts, and advocates committed to thinking outside the box using an integrative approach. Our episodes are similar to our training style in that you receive research-informed content and guided practices, news updates, and other segments to support you in your personal and clinical practice. This podcast is intended to provide information as a resource and is not a substitute for mental health treatment, medical advice, or professional training, and the statements and views shared by the guest are their own. Hey friends, it's Laurel Sim Stewart, content developer with the Academy of Integrative Mental Health, and this is the CMH Podcast. Welcome to our bonus holiday prep episode, Common Client Conundrums with Therapist Vanessa Blades. This is a little bit different flavor of an episode, more of a casual chat between Vanessa and I about tips, tricks, and ways to prep to make it through the holiday season. There is some banter and some talk of silly traditions, but also plenty of take-homes about how you can help yourself and your clients survive and maybe even thrive throughout the holiday season. Before we jump in though, let's chat quickly about what's up at the Academy. Are you looking for a gift for that hard to buy for colleague or supervisor? How about the gift of learning? (laughs) Our online course library is jam-packed with courses, resources, and practices that can help grow any clinician's literal or metaphorical toolbox at a ton of different price points. Check it out at learn.academyimh.com and be the secret Santa everyone will wish they had gotten. And mark your calendars now for our first live training of 2024, Liberating Joy from Loss with the creator of Dreamscaping, Nancy Gershman, on Sunday, January 14th. If you're looking for more tools to work with late stage grief, ambiguous grief, disenfranchised loss, non-death related grief, or pet loss, this is a training you will not want to miss. This course and all of the resources that come with it are tailor-made to be full of information to help you expand your clinical horizons and deepen your practice. You can register and reserve your spot now at learn.academyimh.com. To learn more about whether your professional license and state are CEU eligible, visit www.academyimh.com slash education. And also check out the show notes for a link to sign up for our newsletter and you can get access to all of our resources, worksheets, courses, and starter packs through that website as well. 
or by visiting us on Instagram at academy.imh or cmh.podcast and clicking the link in our bio. And finally, remember that all of our podcast listeners can get 10% off any individual course or starter pack, including our featured course, Three Core Integrative, with the code CONVERSATIONS. That's all for the updates. Now on to my conversation with Vanessa. Right, everyone, welcome to the Conscious Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Laurel, a content developer with the Academy of Integrative Mental Health. This is my cat in the background for those of you who are watching on YouTube. Um, and I am here with Vanessa Blades today. Thanks so much for being with us. We are going to talk about just common holiday sort of client conundrums, common issues, kind of holiday prep. So if you're feeling a little nervous or a little trepidatious about the holidays coming up, we have got you with some tips and some tricks and some different things to consider. Um, but before we get into everything, I'm going to let Vanessa introduce introduce yourself to our listeners at home. Tell us a little bit about you. Hey, um, my name is Vanessa Blades, and I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor um, and uh, IMHP with Bridge Counseling and Wellness. So I work alongside Laurel over here. Um, and I've been there since, yeah, 2018 and, um, work a lot with, uh, you know, I, this, these days I work between ages about 10 years old and then older. I used to work with younger folks, but it was just hard to kind of transition sometimes from doing like, Hey buddy, we're working with the sand. And then, you know, going into like maybe someone much older with different kind of, um, things that they're dealing with or you know, trying to work on. So, um, but, and have some experience in, um, outpatient as well as, um, in schools, worked with JCPS for a good amount of years, um, and also intensive outpatient program, adolescents, adults. And, um, I work a lot with, uh, mood disorders, depression, anxiety, uh, disordered eating mm. issues. And I just really love being a therapist and, and I'm really happy to be on a podcast and get to contribute and talk with you today. Yay. Oh, thank you so much. And we're so excited. I'm so excited to have you and your expertise. I know that you have lots of ideas for us today and lots of wisdom to share. So um, we'll get right into it. Yeah. Oh, and I do want to mention for those of you all at home listening in, if this is something interesting to you, if you are all about getting some wisdom and resources and stuff to prep for the holidays, the Academy, the conscious mental health podcast, we have an earlier episode we actually did in 2021 that covered some of these topics as well. Um, we cover some different things like protecting your peace and setting boundaries and just some different ways to plan for how to survive the holidays in some ways. And so that is absolutely a resource for you out there too. So there may be some overlap today, but Vanessa has some amazing new stuff um, that is not in that episode to share. So think of this as holiday prep redux. We are doing a 2.0 today. So Vanessa, we had been talking before we started recording today, just about some like 
different things that you've noticed coming up with clients and some things that I have noticed in my own work in the past with clients around the holidays. And so we're going to kind of go through some different topics today. What would you say would be like the first thing on your list that, that you notice or that you want to talk with us about as far as prepping for the holidays today? Well, I noticed it's usually around um, early November. I'll just go ahead and start to talk to people about, you know, we're just mentioning the change of the seasons, how they're doing with that, and if they're noticing anything different as the season's changing, or are there um, th- topics around the holidays that are being re- brought up, or as family started talking about it, or mm-hmm. how they're doing, and some people are like, I'm not even wanting to think about that right now. Let's put it on the shelf. And I'm like, okay, understandable. Or sometimes it just creeps in, but I do like to check in early mm-hmm. just because I think we talk, I think on that other podcast, it was spoke about being a little bit prepared and just like recognizing some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do notice a shift though you know, yeah. in people. Uh, some of it is with the weather and the season change, but some of it I think is the expectation because I think after, not that everyone uh, practices Halloween, but after that, it's kind of a, Halloween is, at least in America, is very much a like, playful holiday, kind of goofy, has a lot of children, like t- t- children are a big part of it. And then it goes from that to now we're getting into the big tradition stuff mm, and yeah. connecting with people. Totally which is a good thing in theory, but sometimes it can feel a little nerve wracking or forced. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that the energy does shift around this time. Like it is early November as we're recording this or mid November, I guess by now. And, and I have noticed it is a shift and like, kind of this light hearted, fun, like fall vibe mm-hmm. into more of like a, to your point, like a serious and, and there is love for a lot of folks and connection, but also the holiday time can carry a lot of grief mm-hmm. and a lot of stress. And so it's kind of this shift all of a sudden to feeling like a tight squeeze almost like you're being like squeezed into this, this situation that sometimes it carries a lot of complication with it. So I feel that too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think one, Oh, maybe first tip is learning how like right in like where you're at right now, starting to kind of understand what the pace that you're seeing for yourself is and kind of imagining it. Okay. It is a marathon. The holiday season is a marathon. So what do you do if you're running a marathon? Well, I've never ran a marathon, but you know, I love any kind of, you know, challenge that requires a stamina. Sure. Kind of getting into that understanding. Like how do I want to, now that we're not even in it yet, but we're just, we're, how do I envision how the best way that I want to like walk through this, Mm. um, it's going to change for sure. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, like just already knowing like what pace am I going to like try, if I try to sprint ahead right now, like someone can maybe go all out for the Thanksgiving or indigenous people like holiday break. If someone goes hard for that, I'm not sure. Like, you know, how are you going to do for the next few weeks after that? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, and even approaching the, like, like even how do I want to do if, uh, some people do their, if they practice gift giving, they maybe start throughout the year and just like collect things. That's honestly what I try to do occasionally is just like collect things throughout the year and 
maybe little trinkets and stuff like that to give somebody. So I don't think about it as much mm-hmm. later, but then some people are like definitely in early November. If they haven't already started, that's when they start to hit the shopping and mm-hmm. that really hard. So set your own pace. Like how are you wanting to enter the season? Yeah. And, and to, to that point of like using the marathon model, it is like setting a pace and maintaining it. Right. Right. A pace that you can feasibly or hopefully keep up rather than like starting off the marathon at a sprint pace and hoping that you can keep that up the entire time. Because I do think that is how so many people end up at the end of our calendar year, just completely burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. You know? So I love that idea of thinking about it as a bigger picture and as a long game Mm -hmm. that you have to modulate yourself through rather than just like diving in head first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think getting into, you know, do you know um, what events you're going to be attending or going, you know, are things, are there invitations out and you know, how much can you do? Like, are you um, even pre the actual dates of whenever you're, holiday celebration is, um, or the, the days that you actually celebrate it or on the calendar, are there going to be events leading up to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is a thing to, to keep in mind for sure. Mm-hmm. Scheduling gatherings. I know that the, the previous podcast episode on this related topic, you know, people discussed, you know, having to figure out as families change and, um, maybe expand, how are you going to spend that time? Yeah, that's really tough. I think that comes up in so many conversations, Mm -hmm. like in my life, in the lives of my friends and when I'm working with clients, Mm -hmm. that is a very common theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think one thing one should do is just like, maybe one of the first things you should do is, or not should, but it'd be helpful to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe think about what's the thing that you want to do? Like, what is a special way that you want to celebrate it. So maybe having at least that so that you don't forget that. Cause probably after all of everything that you, you know, you're trying to attend all the gatherings and such, you'll forget about that. Mm-hmm. And so again, that's setting the intention. And um, if that means like, I want to have one day where maybe it's not even on the day, like if someone celebrates Christmas, for example, like if like, you know what, I want one day around Christmas, maybe not a Christmas day where I do a small mm-hmm. intimate kind of setting with like my, my, maybe my close friends or family. Yeah. Or just like, you know, the people in your household. Yeah. Or pets in your household. Yeah. Or pets. pets. My my pet friends are around here somewhere today. Um, Yeah. I think that's important. And I'm glad that you're speaking to that because I think so much of the pressure and like I was saying, that feeling of being squeezed comes from folks feeling a lot of like their time being divvied out amongst other people and they forget to think about what they want, like what their intention actually they might like it to be for this time of year. Mm-hmm. So I love that idea of prioritizing that and going ahead and putting something on the calendar for yourself so that you're using some of those physical, emotional, psychological resources for something you actually want to do. Right. Not to say that those other things on the schedule are not things you potentially want to do, but they may be more for other people than for you. So making mm-hmm. sure you go ahead and prioritize something just for you that feels, that feels right mm-hmm. for this time of year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So think, you know, setting your own pace and keeping things in moderation, which, uh, so 
brings to a point something I think we want to make sure we have to check in with is our fear of missing out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The FOMO is bored hitting this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, making peace with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's because we have like emotional connection, maybe even more so than just we missed another event throughout the year. Cause it's like, but it's like, but it's the Christmas or it's our, you know, like, or, you know, uncle's only in town for this part of Hanukkah, you know, and just, you know, trying to figure out like when you can't do everything, like how do you make peace with that? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you, do you have any thoughts on like, maybe I am working on making peace with that for myself, but somebody else in my family or like a friend is kind of putting that FOMO on me. Is that question making sense? Yes. Like there's, there seems sometimes like even if within ourselves, we're really working on like, okay, I don't have to go to everything. Like it's okay if I just pick these few things, but then maybe my mom says, Oh, you know, your uncle's only going to be in town for this part of Hanukkah or like your granny is getting older and we need to make sure we spend as much time with her as possible. Like, yeah. What do you think about those kinds of situations or do you have any thoughts on how to manage that? It's not going to be easy. Yeah. It's, you know, first of all, it's not going to be easy. And I think that's that whole thing going back to, which I know in therapy, we talk a lot about multiple truths Mm. and that acceptance of multiple truths. Mm -hmm. One, yes, this may be an opportunity that, you know, is harder to come by and you will miss, but you know, and well, not actually no buts. See, and there we go. And it doesn't seem very feasible. And even if I make it happen, I'm not going to, if I know I'm not going to be able to be very present, mm-hmm. then, you know, it doesn't, I feel like, you know, there it's like, even if I attend it, I'll feel like there's something I'm missing out on. If I feel like I'm not there at present. And then I think I'd be self-conscious about is my energy bringing like a negative energy to the situation or a conflicted energy mm. to the situation. So with family, I mean, it's just like, some of it's compromising. Some of it is like, you know, there may be some mild disappointment, which I think it's, again, it's different per situation. Right. right. Um, but I think ways that you can reference or you can verbalize this is being like, you know, I'd love to do this. I know I, it's not going to work mm-hmm. this yeah. time. Yeah. And also, you know, one thing we, we I mean, this is like, I guess a form of setting boundaries, right? Um, and I think not even boundaries with them. I think that's a boundary with yourself. Mm, that's a good point. And one thing with setting boundaries, I think, is saying what you're going to do. That's a helpful thing. Not necessarily just saying like, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to do this. What I can do is can I meet up with you all or can I p- be there to pick him up from the airport? like the date, like a couple days before and spend some time with you that night. Let's say if it's a few days before, like the day that, you know, everyone's coming together. Mm-hmm. So I think you can find compromises, um, but you do have to just honor what you think is right in the end for yourself or, and also in that moment. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because I, I've, a lot of times it's really easy. I think for us, myself included to get stuck on the, how do I, like set this boundary and also manage the other people's disappointment right? and my own disappointment potentially. Yeah. And so having that reframe of here's what I can do. 
here's what I am able to do. Here's what I'm willing to do. And really focusing in on that piece of it can really help everyone feel like at least some of their needs are getting met, right? It's that compromise thing. Um, And having some needs met on all ends is usually better than having all needs met on one end and no needs met on the other end, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that Mm -hmm. for sure. The point you made actually in the example of um, family members getting older and Mm -hmm. we don't know how much longer they're going to be here. That one's, I, that definitely uh, hits me. Yeah. Uh, Cause I have family like that and it's every time it's just like, well, and not, you know, and you're just happy to be able to spend time with them. But, you know, like, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just like that, you know, they're going it, to, it's just a hard truth. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And that's why maybe you, you try to make it work in another way, but I actually had somebody talk about this with me recently. Um, it was a client and they, they were talking about Thanksgiving and planning for that and not knowing if they're going to be able to be there for the time that they'll be able to see their elderly, uh, their grandparent who, you know, may not have very many years left, but also travel was difficult to make that happen. And so my suggestion was like, maybe you can't make that occasion. What if you scheduled another time to, to go see them? Yeah. And it may not have to be that day. And honestly, like that, sometimes you'd be overwhelmed with all the, fa- I mean, it's a great thing to have all the family there. That's the love and like just the community and the connection. And, um, but maybe if you want more intimate time with that grandparent, like, is there a day that you see in your schedule that you would be able to travel? And then you could make it a little bit more of a special visit mm-hmm. and you probably will get more one-on-one time yeah, bonding time. If you're worried about, you know, missing out on it with your grandparent. Mm-hmm. So, and also we have the technology. I think one thing we learned from the pandemic, you know, is that we can, we can get on video chat at some point in the occasion. If someone physically can't be there, then like you can make time to where like, Hey, I think that's actually even fun when like, I mean, it's maybe some fear missing out. will ha- we'll be there, but I think it feels good if, you know, the family's here and it's like, Hey, everybody say hi to cousin Jim. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, I think that's kind of a, that's also fun. Totally. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. And I like that reframe too of finding another time other than the holidays. I think we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves to fit all this stuff in again, like you were saying earlier with events, but also like time quality time with the people that we love. Like it has to happen between November 1st and December 31st. No, no. definitely not. Right. But because that's our many of us, that's our cultural like modeling, we feel this internalized pressure to make that happen. And so bringing up your mind and thinking about it in a way of I have the whole rest of the year to see this person if I really wanted to or if I I can find a way to make time can can lighten a little bit of that load. So that's a really good point. You know, January. I mean, travel, I mean, probably like the the prices and opportunities going to be a lot easier in January, if you can make that happen. Um, I actually have a, a really good friend of mine who in the last couple of years, and maybe this isn't a permanent thing forever, but, um, she decided she, with her, with her uh, parents who are in Florida, even though she has family that are more in the Chicago land area and her partner and their, and her partner's family lives here that, you know what? it's just been so stressful. It's always, you know, to, and it's expensive and it's difficult to try to get to see her parents, you know, her parents in Florida, the, on that, uh, they practice Christmas, um, Mm -hmm. on that Christmas Eve, Christmas day, right around then. 
So now the last couple of years, she's made more of a tradition that she'll come up like really like maybe after the first week of January. And it's so much more simple. It's it's simple. It's less like hurried. They can relax while they're there. And also Florida in January. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially after the rush of the rest of like the holidays kind of being intense, it's kind of a nice time to really exhale and really get to have quality chill time with the fam yeah because you're not worried about we have to do this we have to do this we have to do this so it's almost like they she's made a new tradition and you know she still checks in with her fam on like christmas yeah like like video and such but as far as like getting to really spend time with them i think that's worked out for her and i really thought that was a good choice yeah i like that idea too that's really smart so again continuing to really i'm hearing a theme of just like not only setting a pace that feels good for you, but set a whole like list of items that work for you. It doesn't have to fit in with any given model. You can really make it your own mm-hmm. basically. So are there any other tips on that list and like continuing down that you would could hone in on with clients or that you do hone in on with clients? Well, actually, since I just talked about traveling, you know, one thing just to keep in mind, uh, if you're going to have to travel, make plans accordingly. Don't do it last minute. Stress yourself out. Like maybe have alternative plans. Like the one I just mentioned with the example of my friend, but also if you're going to, even if you're going to do the traditional travel for, um, the holiday, the actual holidays, mm-hmm. um, then keep that in mind. Uh, because I think you don't want to leave it to the last minute. You don't want to train planes and automobile. Yeah. Uh, the situation, <laughs> <laughs> a classic film, but maybe not something we want to reenact in real life. Yeah. Fair. And yes. that will make things a lot easier. And also, you know, like I think we'll be a little bit more mindful because stress, travel stress is definitely. Yeah. Definitely really hard. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know I get travel anxiety and a lot of clients that I've worked with get like specific anxiety around travel. So I think that's a really important thing to consider ahead of time and set expectations for yourself that feel reasonable. Yeah. And take appropriate breaks when you need to. That means within like this whole season, like, you know, maybe don't have back to back things. Like if you have a really eventful week, maybe give yourself like a week or weekend to have it a little bit, a little bit um, slower paced. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also means like, let's say you're at gatherings and you're um, spending time with people. If you need to go take five minutes outside, get some, we talked about getting that sun in your face and maybe some cold air yeah. on your face, even just for a minute, like yeah. go step outside. Um, you know, just have it like, it's okay to take moments and walk away. Um, especially if you have a big family gathering and I'm sure it gets just like, it's a party. Yeah. Which is fun. Right. But it's a party, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you need to like go take a, you know, walk outside or, you know, just do some rounds and you don't want to get stuck with like, I recall a, a memory where um, I just ended up with people's babies. Oh my gosh. Like newborns. Oh wow. Like in my, and I'm like, I, and it was like, I think it was a extended family of, of someone I was dating at the time. And I didn't know them, but I was like, oh my, I love the babies. And let's call, I sat there, they were sleeping. They were like cozy. They were very cute. But I remember being like, how could I, I'm okay. How did I get, how did I get holding these two two strangers babies? That's so funny. But it was was really adorable, but it was just funny. I'm just like, okay. And people are playing cards over there and people are, you know, the kids are over there and like, yeah, I can get kind of chaotic. Um, so take breaks, um, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know I'm a person that really needs to go out and touch grass every once in a while, you know, Mm -hmm. because I love people. I do. 
that's why I do what I do, but it can, the chaos can get overwhelming, especially for folks maybe that have sensory overload, like highly sensitive people Mm -hmm. or folks who are neurodivergent, just like really going ahead and planning in those breaks, not just taking a break when it has hit your absolute limit. So you could kind of like say maybe to yourself, okay, I'm going to take a break after 30 minutes or an hour, right? Instead of waiting until you're about to like crumple onto the floor or you're stuck holding two newborn babies (laughs) as you were, you know, just going ahead and putting those on your mental schedule for any event Mm -hmm. might be helpful. Yeah. And, you know, technology, man, like we have, um, you know, a little smart watch right here and like sometimes like maybe set it a little alarm like like a vi- like you know a vibration so then you just feel it just as an awareness kind of that's a mindful thing actually a practice I do sometimes if I'm in a scenario where I'm trying not to be completely time blind which with ADHD which I have either experience like that can definitely be a, a thing but it's just setting like maybe like 30 minutes and actually this is a good segue into something I did want to yeah touch on yeah but um let's say you're in a you know, around maybe some family members or a situation where it maybe is a little bit loud, like, you know, maybe you have some sensory like sensitivity or maybe just certain people tend to like rub you the wrong way, even though you love them through your family, but they have maybe certain, some opinions or vibes that aren't, that don't quite align with yours. Um, be aware of the time. Like, have I been sitting here for 30 minutes? I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable. Be like, okay, it's been 30 minutes. Cool you know what? That's a good cue for me to take a, a break. Yeah, absolutely. And you can like walk away and probably come back a lot more fresh. Go get a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, gray rocking and yellow rocking or yellow rocking around the Christmas tree. As I'm, <laughs> I love I'm yellow rocking around the Christmas tree. That's so funny. Yeah. Yes. You introduced the topic of yellow rocking to me. Um, And so I'm so glad you're bringing it up on our episode for our listeners, because I think it's kind of a newer idea. And some folks who are in the mental health field may have heard of gray rocking before. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but can you explain gray rocking as, as a start for us and then kind of help us understand how yellow rocking relates to that? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. So gray rocking, um, my understanding of gray rocking, it's just kind of like a phenomenon or a phrase that's been kind of used a lot in the zeitgeist that's about a way to kind of manage your reactivity or your interactions um, with maybe somebody who's a bit challenging in a way where you want to be able to you know, honor your boundaries and respect yourself, also still try to respect them maybe someone that you, a uh, high conflict person, mm. like some that you would likely, it, it's very, maybe triggering to you. And so where gray rocking, and I think, I'm not sure if it stemmed from this, but my understanding, you know, there's stonewalling, which is like not talking to someone at all. Right. Right. And gray rocking is just existing. Like you're a gray rock. You're just, you know, not much vibrance, just kind of being there, being present, but not necessarily you're that engaged and you're right. just being respectful. Yeah. So gray rocking. Um, and a lot of times that's been used when Speaking with high conflict persons, it's kind of just very basic yes or no's, or just speaking, not like not showing much color or, or your personality, just keeping it very, very simple when there's somebody maybe that you have difficulties with, but you may have to interact. Um, I think 
co-parenting maybe with a, with a partner who, or ex-partner who maybe you still have a lot of difficulties with, but you do want to be able to communicate with them about your kids or just, you know, some things engaging. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like a little bit of my understanding of gray rock. Um, or, you know, there's a, maybe a family member that everyone else is cool with, but you have an issue with. So maybe for the sake of the family, you still like, you don't, you don't refuse to talk, not talk to them, you know, completely, mm-hmm. but you just kind of say, hi. Okay. Thank you. So yellow rocking is a term that was, I'm pretty sure it was coined by Tina Swithin, mm-hmm. who is an author who wrote a lot about this and she called it, I think she called it yellow rocking because yellow uh, seems like a little bit more of a happier yeah. vibe, it's a little warmer yeah. um, than gray. Mm-hmm. And the way that she, because she found that it'd be helpful because there's going to be some scenarios that might So here's my personal issue with gray rocking. It gets, sometimes it just takes away your own personality. For sure. It's about being kind of as boring as possible, right? Right. Which isn't always feasible in all situations. Right. And also it'll, people point that out if you're being weird. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not suddenly on one, you know, you're like really bubbly and then someone walks in the room and then you're just like mm-hmm. stone with stone cold. Yeah. Gray. So yellow rocking is, and the way that she developed it is she realized that she dealt with a difficult ex and she's also a parent and she wrote books and also has a YouTube page that, you know, she talks a lot about how yellow rocking is a way to communicate where you can still be a little bit more yourself, a little warmer and, um, accommodating. Mm Mm-hmm but you are still like kind of holding boundaries and not letting things get to a level that you start to feel emotionally insecure or unsafe in the conversation. Mm. Um, one phrase I think that has also been mentioned before is firewalling. Think about technology. Oh, okay. Like how firewalling, you know, is like you're kind of blocking getting things too personal, letting like someone get in your, you know, like, well, so when are you getting married? What's the deal with that? Uh, you know what I mean? If someone sure. like, and you're just like, oh, you know, so it really, it's about being friendly. And I think at these family gatherings, I think yellow rocking would help a lot more is if, let's say that some, someone who has different um, political, social beliefs and who likes to bring it up at the holidays, which is always like, why, why are we talking about this in the middle of Turkey? But, but yes, it happens. So it happens, it happens for everybody. Happens. Mm-hmm. And so like, maybe how do you, so an example would be you know, maybe there's somebody who, you know, that you really, really hit some critical sharp points with when you tend to talk to them or they tend to bring certain things up. What is something you know about this family member? Oh, they are great at gardening. They have a beautiful garden. Maybe if they start to go. So what did you think about this last, like, so who did you vote for this last election? Be like, you know what? I'm not really, I'm kind of just glad that the election process is over. Um, but you know what actually I've really been thinking about is, is my garden for this next spring. Mm. Do you have any advice? I really want to include more flowers. Um, I've never been really good with, with planting flowers. Do you have any tips on that? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it may kind of sound a little bit like small talk, but I think it's you being yourself still and not taking that warmth of yourself away. Sure. But keeping your boundaries, keeping your more intimate, vulnerable parts. Yeah. When you're around certain people that won't, maybe don't respect that part of you. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds almost like kind of, along our theme of being intentional and planning ahead in a lot of ways, like coming up with safe topics, right? like a list of safe, emotionally safe to, to your point topics that you feel 
makes sense in the context of the relationship, mm-hmm. but are also not anything that is going to lead down a really scary or dangerous road. Or down a topic that just goes to a weird spot and then the conversation's awkward. Sure. Yeah. You know, what's something that keeps the conversation rolling? Mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing at these gatherings is like have conversations start, start and end in a very, the way that there's, you know, like sometimes the conversation was to end and you move on or just with family. Sometimes you can have awkward moments or you maybe are meeting people for the first time of extended family. That can be a little awkward. So, you know, say some, you know, kind of keep in mind, let's keep the, let's keep the holiday vibe, the ball rolling, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, how do we keep it rolling? Let's keep it, let's keep it warm. Let's keep it to things that we can actually bond over or, you know, lightly step away. Nice. Yeah. So we're yellow rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. Or the menorah or whatever holiday you do celebrate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a Christmas tree. I love it. I think that's a really helpful tip and, and way to think about things because that is, you know, we were talking about kind of common client conundrums today in prepping for the holidays. So not just things for, for us, but so many of our listeners are mental health professionals. And so just different ways to help your clients feel protected and safe and empowered Mm -hmm. going into this holiday time for sure. Yeah. That's super helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what about like, we've been talking a lot about family, Mm -hmm. right? Which I think is totally understandable. I think so much of the stress under that umbrella of the holidays comes originates from family, but what about folks who struggle or how I think a common client conundrum that comes up also I'm kind of on the flip side of that is feeling grief around the lack of Mm-hmm. of family, maybe blood family or biological family feeling grief or, or uncertainty around what to do if you really are disconnected from a lot of your family. Like, how do you even approach the holidays? How do you make it a positive experience for yourself when there's maybe been a lot of loss or been just a lot of disconnection? Like, do you have any thoughts on how to help prep for that? Yeah, I think, you know, and um, my family, they don't live incredibly far away, but, you know, they they can't really travel anymore. And so it is up to me to come see them. And even and I know plenty of people who are transplants to like the Louisville area and um, even, you know, um, have people that live in different countries. I have family that lives in other countries. And also, like, I know my significant other, actually, um, family lives in another country and he can't necessarily go visit. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. And in Louisville being, it's a it's a small city, right? Like small town vibes, but it's a small city, but it's still a city. Um, I think that sometimes there's always so many people that are like, all right, going to see all the family Which to some people are like, yep, the stress of seeing all the family, but it can be a little sad. Sometimes you're like, okay, well, are you going to have any time at the end of your day? You want to, you want to do a friend Friendsgiving or something like that. And so maybe keeping people in mind, I think just also, also understanding and respecting, not just I know we're really busy within our own stuff that we're focusing on, our own holiday plans, um, keeping other people in mind that may want to engage and found family and friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing about making the time, like we said earlier, you know, keeping things in moderation, setting your pace, kind of planning. Maybe try to think of like having an, if that you do have something that's more restorative or a little bit more low key, having something with other people too. Yeah. And then for persons that, you know, are going through that, 
you know, maybe just finding ways and, you know, to, to connect and also make your own traditions happen wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. New Year's isn't as big. I mean, it's a big party time here in the States, mm-hmm. but I know my, my mom's from the Philippines and like just the way I was raised was uh, New Year's. And I've been there in the, it is crazy. So many fireworks, everyone's partying and having a good time welcoming the new year. But uh, New Year's is actually a big deal. And there's all these little traditions that we do, uh, like leaving coins in the doorway to bring in fortune and arrows and certain things throughout the house. We'll even do for prep for that. And one thing um, that I always do, you know, no matter what, where I am, my mom and I usually will connect around midnight mm-hmm. on the phone. And I'll usually have like a little like container or a cup or something, even if it's a cup and put some change in it and just jingle it and jump up and down. And so no matter what, like I usually... I'm on the phone with her around midnight, you yeah. know, with like my money, like for fortune and good luck and things like that. Like, like a little rattle, no matter where I'm at. So I'll be like somewhere. And then they're like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm over here with my little rattle of more money. Like, yay. Yeah. You know, and it's, so I practice my traditions, you know, no matter where I'm at. Hmm. I think that's really helpful. And I love that idea of found family mm-hmm. that you mentioned. I know that's not probably a totally new idea for for all of our listeners they might have heard it in other contexts and stuff but i really think it can be helpful to yeah focus on the family that you make not just the family that you've been given by fate you know and so that can absolutely be a part of your intentions and your pace setting and your celebrations as well as that family that you have made for yourself and it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be, could totally be big, but it can also be just something small and intimate and warm. And that's just like kind of a marker in time of here we are all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And invite, you know, if you're, if you have a family that loves having more people in there, you know, like invite those people to your gathering. If you, you know, if you have, a, it can also be a nice respite if you have a, an outsider there and you know, like, oh yeah, this is my family. Like, what do you think? It's kind of nice to have an outside person in sometimes. Um, Yeah. Like an outside perspective on it. mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, you know what, don't feel forced to have to, to celebrate, you know, just do whatever feels good to you. Yeah. I think, you know, if some people may not want to celebrate or they've had a difficult year or maybe they lost somebody and, you know, it's going to be a hard one. So it's okay to have a more intimate time or reflective time too, Mm -hmm. or, you know, spend the day watching a bunch of old movies. Yeah. Just, you know, and on, on, you know, cuddling on the couch with yeah. your, with your doggy, my dog or, yeah. or myself, my yeah. pillows. <laughs> yeah. I think giving ourselves permission to have it be whatever we want it to be, including nothing is really important. Cause I think sometimes if we're not feeling it, like maybe we didn't really have a year full of hardship or pain or loss, um, we might not be feeling it. We might not be excited or even happy about the holiday season in a in a whole. And so I think also along with that, though, we can feel maybe some like guilt or shame of like, mm, I should feel happy. I should feel excited. I should feel like I want to celebrate. So just giving yourself permission like to not do that at yeah. all. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like again doing whatever you you need, you know, checking in with yourself yeah, and being really compassionate with yourself and yourselves, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not guilting yourself, just doing what you need. But if there are some traditions that you want to practice, do it. Yeah. Or 
maybe there's some room for, or, you know, there's some, uh, we need to have some consideration in creating new traditions or making space for traditions, which I mentioned a tradition of uh, mine. Um, are there any traditions, Laurel, that you like to do um, or that are part of your family or even your, just in your home? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I think a lot of our traditions like we're making now because I have young kids, mm-hmm. but one tradition that we have done since I was like a little kid is we all get new pajamas on Christmas. Cause my family does celebrate Christmas. So we all get new PJs on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Usually it's like, it's not like Christmas PJs. It's just like, you know, something comfy, something cozy, something sweet. And so that's like something that we do, but I really like that idea of coming up with your own because not everyone has to do that. But it's something in, you know, in my family that's, again, like a marker in time, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, that's that's what we do. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and we also have a series of movies that we absolutely have to watch. No questions. Including Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the movie we mentioned earlier in this episode. Maybe that's like the first one everyone needs to watch. Like, but like hey, before we come to the gathering, everybody watch this movie and remember how, like, difficult it can be sometimes yes. and let's all like get the hard one out of the way so maybe it'll all humble us a little bit <laughs> about the scenario yeah yeah that was a funny one yeah um as a therapist another holiday movie that i highly recommend to people that is like less known but really interesting to think about because it kind of gives a perspective on the holidays that isn't a hundred percent like joyful or happy is um pieces of April. Have you ever watched that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, but it's good. Mm-hmm. So like I think touching. I think that's a an interesting one if you do have a hard time, like hard relationships with your family. Yeah. That one can be kind of affirming, I guess. Like, you know, I know not everybody's situation is the same, but that's one that I weirdly in my own therapist brain, because I love imperfect people and and stories and and generational trauma (laughs) that i usually watch (laughs) that's a good one um oh another like on this track like another film i just i usually i'll watch any time of the year but the movie big fish oh yeah it's a tim burton film but it's not like it's i mean there are some definitely larger than life things that happen in there but it is focused around um mostly about a, a, a son an adult son and he, he, his uh, wife, they're about to have their first child and he's visiting with his aging um, father and his mother and trying to kind of come to terms and peace with somebody he never really feel like he could really relate to or knew what was like the, he's a, he's a storyteller. So in a very like charming man, his father, and just but feeling like he doesn't really truly know his father because he never really knows like what's the truth, what's real in your stories versus what was make believe and made up. And it's fantastical at some points, very beautiful visuals. And honestly, like that's a good example of a movie in a weird way of like going maybe from gray rocking to more yellow rocking to then actual understanding and acceptance and bonding. Mm, that's interesting. I've never thought about that movie like that before. I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. Yeah. And I love you and McGregor. So, well, yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. So I think we need like a whole list of non-traditional holiday movies so if you're listening at home or you're watching us on youtube leave us a comment what is your sort of offbeat not holiday holiday movie yeah and we'll start our list and then we'll share it with everybody yeah 
That's awesome. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Love that. So what else, like, what are some other, are there any other common client issues or conundrums that come up in your work or that you've noticed that you have some thoughts on? This is one that I think hits a lot of people. How do we be mindful about our money Mm. at this time? And also gift giving, which is usually all of the reason why that can be a, um, that can be hard on our wallets, but you know what? I think we do it with a good intention in mind, but then it can get very overwhelming. So I think it's how do I like adequately, especially like if you're having, you had a little bit of a rougher year and it's, um, and also sometimes like work, you know, hours can be either crazier or maybe less in the winter. And how do I respect my budget while still feeling like I'm giving myself and um, those I want to celebrate with like, like a good time and good holiday. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure around that for a lot of a lot of different holidays, not just Christmas, Mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of folks, especially right now at this moment in time that we're recording this, have had like a really tough year or a few years financially. Yeah. And so that does bring a lot of stress. You know, there's like kind of these internalized beliefs around money and what kinds of gifts we should be able to give, or maybe some family can give more than another member of the family. And so it feels like uneven or like there's some shame around not being able to do quote unquote as much, you know, but I think there are definitely ways to, if gift giving is important to you or important in your family or like in your circles, there are definitely some ways that we can make that feasible and like kind of move away from the shame around that and just focus on like, what is the actual intention of it? Right. Yeah, because if you know, at the end you're you know, I think your family or your loved ones or friends wouldn't want you to feel like, you know, to be bankrupt by the end of the the year. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> and also even like you said, the stress and sometimes gift giving can also it's it's many people's like way of showing love and tradition, like love language. Um, some people it's like not though. Yeah. That's nothing also receiving. Like some people who have a difficult time receiving gifts. And it's definitely a time where that's kind of almost to a, yeah, very commercial. Yeah. And it's like, and how do we, how does one cope with that if they feel awkward about that or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's just not one, it's just not some people's like forte. And I think it's sure. okay to, um, you know, I think there's just checking in with yourself and as far as giving gifts, like maybe like what I'm trying to do with, um, for example, just to one respect my budget, but also, you know, not because I'll, I'll just, I tend to overdo it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll get an idea and then I'll keep going and going. And then, um, and then maybe I can't, I feel like I didn't get to relax or actually enjoy it. Cause I was just so much prep into like making a gift really, really amazing or going overboard with the crafts, um, yeah. or like playing an event and doing that to the point that at the end you're exhausted. And then there's kind of like a big come down or hangover after the holidays and you're just like depleted and so I think everyone, I just have to check in with yourself um maybe there's a day that or there's a holiday that you're just being like you know what I'm not doing gifts this year mm-hmm. and maybe telling someone in advance mm-hmm. you know and if someone does try to give you a gift though I think sometimes there's a way to you know uh, graciously say thank you sure and take it yeah yeah for sure I mean I think that's something to really think about again ahead of time right sounds like of 
just kind of making a decision Mm -hmm. rather than letting other folks' expectations drive your decision. Mm -hmm. So maybe saying, yeah, this year, y'all... I'm not going to do gifts. I'm going to bake something. Right. For yeah. I was thinking that like, you know, somebody's going to bake some baked goods or bring something like that or. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, this year I would rather, can we all do like pull names out of a hat and each give one gift and right. buy gifts for every single person in the family. Yeah. Like kind of like friend Santa yeah. or kind of a thing. So it's a little bit more, it's more focused, intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different with children. I know too. Like, so I'm not, I'm speaking more maybe between adults yeah, for people sure. that are spending the money, mm-hmm. um, you know, and children, that's a whole nother category. Well, I think about gift giving with children. Totally. Um, maybe you, how do you all do that in your family or when there's so many yeah. children? Oh, little gosh. Ones, We're still like... trying to figure that out. You know, I like the idea of um, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Have you heard that one? No, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And so it's just like a way of setting some boundaries around how much your children might receive, mm-hmm. both like for yourself and for other people who mm-hmm. want to get them gifts. Right. Because I think so maybe parents kind of putting it, setting a little bit of the stand that boundary or like the scenario yeah. situation there. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Because I think a couple of things come up in my conversations with clients a lot, which like number one, maybe they're overdoing it or they have a history of overdoing it. Right. Like in buying gifts from them or just like trying to compensate for something or trying to meet, meet some like cultural expectation of a, so many gifts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't align with their values. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But then also a second point of conversation that I noticed that comes up a lot is, well, I'm okay with the amount of gifts I'm buying for my kids, but I'm not okay with the amount of gifts like other people in my life are buying for my kids. Like maybe my parents or my in-laws yeah. or even friends or siblings. And so again, just kind of coming up with a framework ahead of time and not being afraid to say, Hey everyone, this is how we're doing this with the kids this year. Mm -hmm. We would really appreciate it if you kind of are mindful of this framework as well when you're shopping. Yeah. And then it's a little easier. I think even if receiving gifts isn't super comfortable for you, at least you have sort of set some standards around like maybe what you're going to get. So you don't feel overwhelmed in the Mm -hmm. moment and you can kind of accept it as graciously as possible and, and kind of just like feel the gratitude rather than like any guilt or shame or embarrassment that might come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe someone like, maybe something that someone could say is, you know, like I actually don't, what I prefer if you do want to give me a gift, if you want to make a donation Mm -hmm. towards like these organizations, or maybe like if I'm going to collect a pot of, um, or if you want to contribute to like I think I'm going to donate to this or to like this charity or this organization. Um, if you want to contribute into that, yeah. especially you actually taking, like, so I'm going to do this. If you are wanting to do anything instead of a gift, I would appreciate like maybe contributing to this and then we, I can turn it in on behalf of our family or, yeah, you know, or just anonymously, you know, yeah. but just something like that. Mm-hmm. So continuing again with our theme of just sort of like driving your own bus 
through this holiday season, like not letting other people drive it for you or the bus to like drive itself, but maintaining some semblance of intention around all of these elements. Yeah. Like it's my preference or this is what I'm, I would like to do. And this is, or this is what I'm doing and making sure to speak for yourself, you know, because we also want to respect other people's choices and practices, but also respect our own. Yeah. But uh, on that note, I'm going to do the awkward thing and give you a gift. Oh my goodness. What is actually relevant to this conversation? So, wow. um, Thank you. I did not expect it out. This is lovely. Ooh, what is it? It's in a beautiful package. I'll do a little opening ASMR. Ooh, can you hear it? And it's very, uh, like a opening unboxing and an unboxing. <laughs> I love an unboxing. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. So people who are listening, there's like a woodcut leaf with some, like a wood burned design in, and it has a poem on the back and I'll read it in a second. And then it has a book of matches. It's an incense matches. Oh, I love incense matches speaking my love languages <laughs> and some stones it looks like crystals are they crystals um so one is yellow sertraline okay and the other one is a gray adventurine okay i think that's what it is yeah they're really beautiful or, you know, yellow adventurine and then and then i think it's a gray sertraline one of those okay. things mm-hmm. and it's a yellow rock and it's a gray rock oh my gosh <laughs> i love it a yellow rock and a gray rock actually that's a super good idea mm-hmm. I was thinking like, you know, it's, you know, but there's, we have, you know, ever, we're very much energy crystal yes, people here, um, yes. but you know, even just as a reminder, like having a little, I think it's like a little talisman or some totems, mm. um, carry it in your pocket. Maybe when you're at the, you know, something for you to like, if you're very tactile to feel and hold on to when you're in these moments of challenges uh, throughout the season and just, uh, maybe the gray rock, you know, just as reminders or that one's like, okay, I'm going to yellow rock this. Oh, and then that's like a little talisman. That's actually, it's a little inscription and a talisman of power. Ooh, I love to it. protect in winter. Oh, I love, okay. And so I love the wood carving. <laughs> I love the wood carving. It's beautiful. I wish you all could see it. Hopefully when we post the YouTube, everybody will be able to see it. It's lovely. And will you read the inscription for me? So for our listeners, so they can hear it at home. I'm looking, I'm inspecting my crystals while she does that. For sun, forlorn in winter's grave, arise and burn that all may live. Mm. So it's kind of a call upon the sun and um, to come, you know, warm us at moments, but, you know, and also just to honor this time of the year too. It's like, it's not winter is not bad, but sometimes, you know, we need this continuous protection and endurance during, during this time. I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. And this idea, I'm absolutely going to carry these talismans to my family gatherings, by the way. I need that reminder. <laughs> Yellow rock and the gray rock, I'm sure other folks do too. I think that's so smart to have like a physical thing to remind you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, just like in your pocket, something small that you can kind of reach in to use as a grounding Mm-hmm. yeah that is so smart and the incense matches which i got it's holly berry so half themed um hey you know those i don't know if you've ever had those incense matches but they are like they look like a match and you strike it and it's actually a form of incense but it's only this small i like it because it's what, what if you just go outside take a moment you need a moment just to reflect or ground yourself why don't you like make your own little like 
with your with your stones and your little temple, little tiny temple on the deck. That is so small. <laughs> to just kind of like I'm gonna just burn this incense, and it's this small, so like I think it's about like the size of a thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a, a match. So like it's quick, and then when that moment's over, it's probably gonna take like you know, maybe up to 10 minutes at the most and then go back inside for your breaks. Oh my gosh. That's so smart, Vanessa. So it's a little care package. It's like a sure. temple on the go. <laughs> yes. And I really like this idea of having the incense match and the, the rocks and the, um, the other little talisman, because it kind of hits those five senses that we focus on a lot with the clients. So, you know, if you practice mindfulness strategies or anything like that it's like that what can you see what can you hear what can you smell what can you touch and taste and so this is a great way to access those sensory components if you really need a break and i think that's a super smart idea oh my dog really likes it too she woke up hello she woke up up. hi baby (laughs) (laughs) all right well this was so helpful Thank you so much for being here, Vanessa. I really love all of these tips and strategies that you've shared with us and all your wisdom today. Thank you for having me. And this was actually very like reflective and kind of cathartic for me to just even talk about, you know, even talking about some traditions and goofiness that we can come across. And also like, you know, makes me think about the people I work with and people in my life too. So, and it was very nice to meet on this uh, very gray fall late fall day it is a gray late fall day we are about to shoot full speed into the american cultural holiday season yes <laughs> <laughs> and so i think this is a really appropriate time to have this conversation and i know like so many of the ideas that we kind of brainstormed um ahead of our conversation today and then have we talked about you know have been really helpful for me and both reflecting on how I'm going to approach the holidays and really setting my own pace. And I think it's really easy to forget that we are human beings too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that we need to take care of ourselves. We are the client in the common client conundrum title, just as much as all the people we work with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this was super helpful for me. Um, And now I have a talisman temple to take with me. (laughs) So thank you so much for being here. And I will put in the show notes some links to some of the resources that you mentioned. So if folks are interested in looking up more about yellow rocking, gray rocking, just some of the other things that Vanessa shared with us today. Um, We'll make sure to put those in the show notes and where you can find her. If you're in our area where we live and and might maybe want to work with her, we'll put her link um, and her bio in there too. And we'll have to have you back another time soon to keep chatting. Yeah. This was so much fun. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, listeners. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. Make sure to check out the show notes for all of the resources Vanessa and I talked about, as well as some bonus resources Vanessa compiled for you all to have handy for your own holiday prep. And remember, we always love to hear from you. Is there a topic you want to learn more about or a guest you think would be perfect for our show? How can we support you as a mental health professional in your own learning and growing journey? 
reach out to us at www.academyimh.com or send us a DM on Instagram at academy.imh or cmh.podcast. As always, take good care of yourself. And we wish you the holiday season you need the most this year.